Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Christian Music Studies at Baylor University. This podcast was recorded at the annual Alleluia Church Music Conference. In this session, entitled Steps to Successful Part Singing for Children, Linda Harley reminds us that learning to sing in parts is developmental. Choosing techniques that are sequential will help your young people succeed as they step into part singing. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at baylor.edu slash alleluia. Thank you. 
Because it's like the network not going to stand itself, so let's just do it in two parts. Ready and <coughs> so.
I have also had the ostinato. I have had a piece of ostinato. But it works. You could just do it. You could just do no parts with ostinato. Just in the middle of your ostinato. That's easy. So lots of ways to do that. If you can sing Latin in your church, that works for you. Sing to Christ child. Um, I would first start with, give me an E flat, please. Do, 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 do
lasso fami fami redo Sing that when I was in children's choir. Three bottle pop, four bottle pop, five pop, six bottle pop, seven bottle pop, pop. Are you drinking my backyard, my backyard, my backyard? Are you drinking my backyard, my backyard? Fish and chips and vinegar, pepper, 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 salt. Yeah, part 
themselves. I mean, it's completely, it can be something about themselves. They don't need any harmony to work with that. They can do that, especially if they're singing a circle over here mm -hmm. and a circle and a circle. Mm -hmm. Separate them out. That works singing together, yeah. it's harder. And of course, you've got to sing together if you're singing in church. So pick carefully. I'll put your older kid in the middle. I've, I've done some two part stuff, but taught one class one part and taught another part. Yeah. And then brought them together. One part, one part with the other, and one part put them together. It worked. I mean, I know I'm not really teaching them harmony and two but they don't within two harmonies that age. Yeah. But it worked. I mean, they brought them together. Yeah. They feel like it's a part, even though they're not really, they just learn. They can hear it until they understand. That's the first step learning to sing something and hear something different somewhere else. Yeah, not just our children's choir is um, first through sixth grade, and so I'm going to have so the director will send half of them over to sing with me, and then half of them will sing with her. So they can hear the other part, but there's two strong voices, one helping each one, which right. helps a lot. I do a lot of standing around the piano with one group, and mm -hmm. our company just kind of helps that group. And I'll be over here helping this helping this group, and then I have an assistant who's helping another group if we have you know, parts singing. That does help a lot, especially putting somebody at the piano and letting the piano <coughs> know exactly when that part is not doing well and they can really yeah. key in and help with that. Anybody else have anything they'd like to share about singing parts singing around and yes. I make them each a CD. And if there's I, I usually just sing it myself and send it home with them and I tell yeah. them what track they are and that makes a big difference. But then a whole bunch of them are not there on Sunday because they have soccer games. And so <laughs> we usually end up just doing unison. But I kind of find out beforehand. Why are they playing soccer on Sunday morning? <gasps> I, I, I can't even go there. Sunday yeah. Why is Sunday afternoon in church? It's a whole other session. So, but the, the CD works a lot. And I tell them, put it on your iPod. They're like, yeah. yeah. And it makes it, if they listen to it right. and sing with it, that makes a gigantic difference. So, is it, I mean, when you do that, is if you do their, like, here's your track, this is the line you're singing. I give them everything. I give them so they get get to listen to what it's going to sound like. Mm -hmm. They they get their track and the other track and then both tracks together. Yeah, and then both tracks together with the accompaniment. And then you know they just get all kinds of variations, and that helps them a lot because they're a lot of work on your part. But I've I've done that too. And you just have forty five minutes a week. There's no, no other way. Right. No. no That's right. Like you gotta be right. Well, I admire you. I really do. And then partner songs, which I do love to teach. Um, there's, um, let's see, uh, has anybody taught Paris Fong? Mm -hmm. I know it's a folk song, but he's also taught it off the page. Um, have you seen the arrangement? Paris uh -huh. You know, I know you know that. Well, they have, there's a partner song that goes with that. And it is adorable. It's not church music, so I haven't included this kind of thing, but it is. It's it's uh, And I can't tell you uh, who arranged it right now. I feel like I've seen it. Probably. 
really, I don't know about it's illegal in doing this. Not everything is causing not the assumption, but I think I may have to ask you to throw this page away, tear it off and throw it away. I do not want to be illegal. But you have this, I think, on your uh, right down, not right this down, not a silence Daniel Panther somewhere, so you'll have the information. Because I don't want to give this to you and take it away if you can't order it. Or teaching purposes only or something like I, I think you can. I think That's you can. That's what they did at like, all the different or training the CMEA and like that. Okay. I think that, I don't remember. This either. is for teaching purposes, and it's not the accompaniment. So I thought I was okay doing this, I'm not sure what you're worrying about. Am I cheating? I don't want to do that. So, okay, if you think it's okay, we'll pass on it. Okay. All right. Let's, let me find my real music here. So this beautiful introduction is just like a little music box.
have your youth come in and help your little students in your uh, anyways, it's a really nice song to have in your library. Oh, okay, great. I thought you were. I was putting that away. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for fun. Um, So, Stan, if you could join me. And so uh, we sing it through together, and then I say, okay, come on, how many solos up here? Then, well, more solos and more solos. So, um, then if they can join me in singing and the rest of them sing the other part, then I'm helping Miss Fuse sing the part, the new part, or the other part of the, the, you know, canon. If I don't have another adult helping me, um, Kadai, that always helps to do hand signs of any part to me. If you're comfortable with that, some people are not comfortable. Or some people, some people feel do numbers. That's I grew up doing numbers, so I sometimes resort to numbers. I do use solfege a lot. Um, I when I use my chart over there, each part one in fall and then add a new part in the spring. That works well because they have that one part so well embedded. They've got it. Group singers are the strongest singer, singer, and actually, you can even read notes at some point when they're a little fifth and sixth graders. I mean, they can read notes when they're younger, they just can't carry it, just can't carry their part. So if you can do the reading notes, particularly on this hymn that I showed earlier, because it's by step, in my solitude. Let's get them read those notes, a point, and they've kind of heard it anyway. Uh, and if you don't have to do those solos, you can just go, and you read those. They, they understand that that's going up and down. So that process gets started early, but that's um, that helps. That helps when they're singing in rounds. They can keep up with their part that way. I have a question about that. When do you bridge the gap between showing them the difference between up and down and actually saying, "Okay, this is G, this is A"? You know, when do you? I never do that. You don't because I don't have time. If I had five days a week, I would teach in one and say, "You know, I've done that elementary, you know, B, G, E, and all those games." And my favorite was. You know, uh, a cardboard with lines and checkers, and everybody moved their nose to lines and spaces. And I, I have all that from elementary days. Yeah. I just don't have time. So I never do talk to them about names and notes. Okay. Solfege. You know, do. Yeah. We might say, do, do, ti, do, so, do, re, di. But I never do say, this is second line G, because I just don't have time. And yeah. I just hate that. And they have to get that in their piano. They have elementary music. Most of them know it. A lot of them do. A lot of, particularly a lot of those kids that are in the children's chorus have had some uh, musical background. So they will call them that. But I just don't, I don't teach it. So you have a better answer to that than I do. What would your, how, how do you do that? I don't, I have indulged in teaching note names. Mm-hmm. We kind of just follow the direction of the notes. Right. At this point. And they, they can understand that. I mean, they couldn't sight read it by themselves, but they could, you know, they, under, they could understand the descending passage. And, right. Right. They can understand same difference. Yes. They can understand steps. Patterns. We talk a lot about does that measure look the same as this measure? Right. And it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
starting to read music, how do you treat movable dough? I mean, how do they wrap their heads around that? I don't even talk about it. I just say, this is dough. They don't know that that's part of dough over there at all. I just everybody say, dough, dough, dough. Well, I do this a lot. I say, um, to kind of answer, kind of falls in your question there. Uh, I'll say, um, repeat after me. Like what you just did, I would have said, no, I would have done, 
Do me. I wouldn't. I couldn't try. Do me. Wow. Well, I see the kids with pictures right. get that. That's, that's that's great. You know. But if you can, and the boys, they'll really be like, well, you can sing up front. But I can and, sing and, up front. There are some things. Example, but, but yeah. you know, the best singing you can do is the best. Where you right. can sing the best. And like I said, there are some things I can. You know, but. If I can, I can. If I can, I can. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yes. I remember when I was in the chair choir in kindergarten, I went home. Oh, and I love it. She was in the chair choir in kindergarten. I, was, I went home and told my mom, Mom, this guy looks like a man and he talks like a man, but he sings like a girl. Because <laughs> yeah. I had never heard a man sing in falsetto before. Mm -hmm. He had a lovely falsetto voice. <laughs> yeah. And I think that. Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Christian Music Studies at Baylor University. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at www.baylor.edu slash alleluia.